This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Rule the day the plant-based way with the new vegan mixed berry from Smoothie King. Powered by whole, non-GMO fruits, oat milk, and vegan protein, it's a dairy-free, plant-based smoothie you can feel great about. With 13 grams of protein and half your daily fiber, it's an easy way to get the essential nutrients your body craves. Skip the line and order online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. This is episode 1909 of No BS Job Search Advice Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Alpin, the Big Game Hunter, and welcome. I provide information daily to help you as a job hunter find work more quickly because I really don't believe it has to be as hard, difficult, or, or complicated for you folks in finding work, even during COVID. Now, this is an interview I did with John Sampson in 2013. I think it was the third episode of Job Search Radio I did. If not the third, it was the fourth. So really early on. You'll notice audio. We did it over phone lines. It wasn't really a digital recording. We called into a number and recorded the conversation. And... The information is really about networking, and he speaks about networking groups, but the philosophy holds even in these times, and it'll certainly hold after these times. Hope you find it helpful, and give it a great review wherever you listen to the show. And with that, let's get going. So we're going to spend some time talking about networking groups today with John Sampson, who I met years ago. Um, you know, as an IT professional who's been involved, who got involved with networking groups and setting up networking groups. Uh, John works in all phases of IT governance, including general management, development, operations, consulting, and, and program office. However, more to the point for today, he also facilitates and directs many of the activities of MIS Network Associates, a career management and self-help group of IT and telecom professionals founded in, get this one, folks, 1991. The group helps its members manage their careers and assist in efforts to reconnect with both permanent and contract employment. It has assisted over a 1,000 people since its inception and currently supports a Yahoo group with approximately 400 members. Job, welcome to Job Search Radio. I appreciate you making time to, uh, to spend chatting with everyone. Glad to be here, uh, Jeff, and I uh, hope I can be of help. I'm sure you can be. Knowing as much as I do about you and your networking experience, you have a vast amount of knowledge that I know will be helpful to the listeners. You know, most people tend to think of networking these days as getting on to LinkedIn and sending out connection requests. And to me, that's just such a tiny piece. A lot of people tend to think of job hunting as getting onto job boards in the morning and sending out resumes. Yet at the same time, that's 
people find jobs that way, but statistically, that's maybe 6% of all job hunters get positions through job boards. When I think of networking, though, I think of what you do with your group, which is one-on-one, belly-to-belly networking with people. Uh, contact Instead of contacting recruiters, um, I, I, again, I tend to think of one-on-one stuff that you do. So if you were trying to give people advice about how to network effectively, where's the place you'd start with them? Because I know when people go to these groups uh, the first time, they're a little apprehensive, right? They kind of hug the walls a bit. So how do we move them forward into getting used to networking? Where do you start when you counsel people about networking? I guess where I would start is get out of the house. Um, your house is a, a place to live in. It's not a place to network in, and it's particularly not helpful in the context of belly-to-belly, face-to-face kinds of recruiting, uh, kinds of networking, excuse me, uh, but it also applies to recruiters, to recruiters and recruiting. Um, by getting out of the house, uh, you can do this a number of different ways, but... Um, the main objective is to talk to everyone that you possibly can. You never know if there's a tenant about finding a job, there's two of them. One is, I believe, it's a numbers game, and two is, I believe, that you never know where the next one's coming from. So when I hear people say, I'm not going to talk to the brother-in-law I hate, or people who who, uh, have been basketball players, I'm saying you're making a real mistake because you really don't know where that next lead is coming from. And if you want to create a lasting impression, um, meeting folks face-to-face, developing facility, a facility of talking casually, but with a point uh, to any and all people who are around. So what I'm hearing you say, John, is number one, you said it so perfectly, you got to get out of the house and get out the bout. you got to talk to people uh, who you may not necessarily have a strong connection with initially, and work toward building those connections um, and, and not start filtering before you even start talking. Did I catch that right? You certainly did. Um, I guess uh, I would be saying as part of that getting out and me- meeting people, it should be primarily in the context of trying to help them give before you get. And also, uh, with a very succinct, um, less than uh, 15 seconds of who you are and what you want. Those are two big points, John. I I kind of want to split them up and spend some time with them. So when you say give before you get, uh, could, could you speak a little bit more about that? Yes, I can. Um, There's this human uh, need or desire uh, not to be uh, used, i.e. not to be approached with, do you have a job for me? Can you get me a job? But rather with a dialogue about advice, everybody likes to be thought of uh, in terms of being able to give succinct advice to other people regarding the networking and job acquisition position uh, activity. Uh, you're asking for advice, 
potentially giving advice about a subject that may be tangential to the actual job hunting, um, but may be of interest to that person. And that, that advice can be everything from, uh, here's what you ought to do about cloud computing to, uh, gee, you should never think about um, being interested in the New York Jets. Sorry I brought it up. I hope I didn't offend anybody. Um, but the real point is that you have something to offer and you offer it. Um, and you also offer it in a context uh, that can be helpful to them. I can see it now. Two good networkers get together, and they say, how can I help you? And, and the other one goes, no, no, how can I help you? No, no, how can I help you? Uh, would that that dialogue occurs more <laughs> often than not. <laughs> Unfortunately, it may not occur all that offer, uh, often, but when you gain some facility in this networking business, uh, you'll have an answer for that uh, very much to the point and – uh, in a context that helps them too. And, and thus what I heard you say is it doesn't really matter where you create that personal connection with the other person. You really just want to create that personal connection where it's not about help me, help me, help me find a job, please, 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 um, where you're out there seeing what you can do to help them, who you can introduce them to. Um, and just give and this more. of course and, and excuse me and this of course can happen in all kinds of contexts uh, one that happened to me recently was I was at the local stop and shop and in a line and oh by the way uh, a mom and a daughter I believe uh, were talking about an interview she'd had and I just offered a couple of comments as they were talking about how this all worked. By the time we get out to our cars, and our, which happened to be uh, parked very close together, I have, one, given her a business card, and two, gotten a copy of her, her resume. Just as an aside, I think a resume is something that you should have at the ready always. <laughs> You know, car is fine place. Um, they in, in your jacket pocket uh, when you go out to something more formal, uh, just at the ready, so that people can gain some insight about who you are and what you want. And you, you're hitting on so many cylinders here. You know, and I want to make sure we don't lose track of all these points because. I pushed off the 15-second introduction earlier I want to circle back to. You just mentioned okay. carrying your resume and also carrying business cards as well. Um, so let's go to, go to the 15-second introduction. Uh, give me yes. an example of how you might introduce yourself to someone in, in a few seconds, John. Um, it would be with a name, with uh, what you do, it might be um, his uh, pat particular company or companies or types of companies that uh, you are interested in. You want to give them an opportunity to help you. Now, when, uh, 
and companies, of course, are, are particularly uh, of interest. It's one thing for us here in the New York metropolitan area to talk about, uh, I'm interested in financial services. Do you have any idea what that really means? It's literally thousands of companies. But if you can say, I'm interested in J.P. Morgan, I'm interested in Prudential, then all of a sudden there may be a connection in terms of in-laws, uh, people in, who uh, are in uh, the same uh, group uh, that you are of whatever type, uh, PTAs, things of that variety. Uh, people uh, cannot easily remember uh, what a what a uh, firm in the life sciences business, but m uh, might be, but they can definitely remember uh, Novartis and United Healthcare. So could you give everyone an example of how you might introduce yourself to someone? Hi, I'm John Sampson. I have substantial experience in the IT arena. Um, I am interested in a senior position, uh, probably in uh, development. Particular companies of uh, interest to me today are UPS and um, United Healthcare. My name is John Sampson. And I guess one thing I would say to you is um, there's this business of uh, how much can a human take in and absorb in a particular period of time. So the introduction can't be as um, D's and doses, uh, and it should stay away from the fact that I love uh, the Yankees and that kind of thing and concentrate, you know, as I said earlier, on uh, who you are and what it is you want. So when you're doing the introduction with someone, I kind of want to tie the bow for everyone. Um, the two of you are introducing yourselves to one another. You might say um, your introduction uh, about what you're interested in, as you just did, and, and then might respond by saying, and how can I help you? Is that what, what you might do? Absolutely. And, in fact, um, you might end your introduction, oh, by the way, uh, can I help you? Uh, are you in transition? That kind of thing. Gotcha. And, and with business cards, you know, for people who aren't working, obviously there's a, an expense associated with getting a business card. Um, there was someone I interviewed recently for Job Search Radio who made the suggestion of handing out two business cards. Uh, one for the individual, one that they might be able to give to someone. Great idea because you're trying uh, – let me go back to a point I made earlier on, which is I believe this is a numbers game, and you want to spread that wealth out as uh, best you can, as often as you can, and particularly if you are now giving a person who you've met and who may actually know somebody who works at for a name prudential um, a, a, a way to introduce you without their having to spend a lot of time writing down things or remembering anything and trusting to the frailties of our human memories. <laughs> Now, I've got business cards, what should go on the card? I'm sorry? What should go on a business card? Now, assuming um, you're not employed right now. Right. Um, well, let, let me, uh, let me uh, talk a little bit about mine. Name and um, address, 
contact information, phone, uh, email, uh, maybe LinkedIn address. Uh, in addition, uh, something about you. Um, there's nothing like a catchy phrase. I'm the go-to guy for management. I help sales sell. Um, something like that that you could put on the card. On the back of my card, in my facilitation kind of role, I put down things to remember as you are uh, out and about looking for uh, a new opportunity, and one of them is to get out of the house, um, talk to the Western world. Uh, remember that you don't know where the next one's coming from. I can't believe how many people have um, no, I won't, kind of uh, response to many of the things I'm saying, uh, where I think in this activity, you definitely want to be out there in every format that you can, as professionally as you can be, and with a, a, um, giving information about yourself and what you want. So, so true, John. You know, and I understand because I remember years ago when I went to my first networking meeting, I was a wall hugger for a while. And then yes. I realized that there was a purpose why I was supposed to be there. Now, I was coming to one of your groups as a recruiter, and I was trying to meet folks and understand uh, whether or not they were folks I could help. And I realized I had to let go of the wall for a while. And I resolved that I wouldn't make that mistake again. And I wound up going to Toastmasters meetings in order to practice speaking, uh, speaking extemporaneously with people because uh, I was initially uncomfortable. And I know it's kind of hard to imagine me being shy. <laughs> but I wanted to Especially you. No, only kidding. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't met Jeff, you'll understand why we're laughing <laughs> in any case. <laughs> <laughs> um, How do people find out about networking think, groups? I'm sorry. Well, uh, please continue, John. Uh, uh, if, if we were to talk to groups, um, there are um, a large number of them here in the metropolitan New York area. Uh, for those people, thelandingexpert.com is the place to find out about them, and there's 60 or 70 pages uh, worth of them. But they uh, tend to focus in on sometimes geographic areas, sometimes disciplines um, like IT, um, and they uh, usually have um, some kind of uh, prepared uh, presentation about a subject uh, relevant to the job search. Some of them are very uh, much to the point. Some whole sessions about what to do with a resume, that kind of thing. But then others that are definitely appropriate, for instance, uh, one that's coming up in December uh, has to do with body language. Uh, very sophisticated prior presentation with actual um, pictures of interviews and dialogues between people that really do indicate certain kinds of things if you're uh, attuned to watching for them. And of course, in the my concern, John, is that people are going to listen to this at some point in the future. Uh, and when you're speaking of December, I know when you're speaking of, but they may be listening to this two years from now. 
Uh, so, uh, sorry. Um, that's okay. Uh, and for those of you who aren't in the New York metro area, you know, you can do Google searches for networking groups in your field, in your geographic area. You can get in touch with trade groups, your local chamber of commerce, meetups. Uh, there are sites like Eventbrite, uh, E-V-E-N-T, B-R-I-T-E.com, where you can find out about different groups that meet uh, that might relate to the kind of work that you do in the geographic area that you want to be doing it. Glad you brought up Eventbrite because a person who's at the top of my landed list as we speak landed at a life sciences company here in the metropolitan area, and the initial contact came as a result of her signing up for an event where the people who had also signed up and their company affiliations was given. And from that, she did some networking, uh, spent a fair amount of time, and by the time she got uh, to talk to them directly, face-to-face, there were at least three people inside who brought up her name. A very, very powerful thing for you folks on the outside uh, looking in. Uh, Having somebody inside to vouch for you or just to refer you, um, really very powerful. And when I coach people about how to get entree into a firm, one of the things I tell them is where you can, other than recruiters, of course, which is folks that kind of work I do, uh, you try to get an introduction from someone who works there because, in effect, it's, it's a testimonial for you. And I think, you know, it's very interesting. I've heard a number of uh, internal recruiters uh, talk about this, and, in fact, um, Today, I believe a large number of them are, are overwhelmed. One is a result of cuts in corporate staffs that have been going on now for years. And two, as a result of a fairly large number of people who are out and about looking. Um, anybody who can help them with that process and an internal referral is uh, such help uh, comes uh, welcome. Um, and indeed, may be rewarded because corporations are paying uh, folks for some of the people that land uh, that way. Uh, it's absolutely true, and it's, it's getting uh, re- employee referral bonuses, as they're often referred to, uh, is a pretty common practice with medium to large size employers. Sometimes uh, startup firms issue additional stock to, to employees who refer individuals who are hired. So there is an incentive that an employee has, but you got to give them something to hold on to uh, where they understand something about you as the two of you get to know one another. So they're not just referring you because, please help me get a job. It's not one of those situations. Uh, it's one where you actually have something of value uh, to their employer. I guess another thing about uh, that internal referral is uh, simply, uh, in some cases, is a person who's been working there for years, and you can now have a reasonable conversation uh, about culture as well as to start to uh, understand what their backgrounds may be and uh, use that in terms of further introductions to other firms. Remember this networking business is uh, constantly keeping in mind that you are trying to extend uh, your network to the best of your ability 
because, as I said earlier, you really don't know where the next one's coming from. And if they know you and something about what you're interested in, hopefully they will be inclined to say, I don't know the detail of this technology job in computers, but oh, by the way, uh, my brother-in-law works at a life sciences company, and I'd be happy to refer you. Terrific. Hey, John, I know we've missed one huge, huge point. And that can, is... Can I, can I throw it in? Yes, please. You know, when you meet someone in one of these networking groups, you collect these business cards, you collect the resume, you have a chit-chat for a while. But more often than not, the big mistake that people make... Um, after going to a networking meeting, is never following up. It's a real mistake, and it's a real mistake from a couple of points of view. Like it's not you may have committed to doing something in that initial conversation, and you want to make sure that you do it. One, because you said you would, but two, here's another way to reference yourself again uh, with this person, particularly if you have some uh, kind of uh, common interest either of a professional nature or of a, or of a social nature. The ability to get back and every time you do it to build further on this uh, basic relationship that you, you've started potentially in a networking group, but like is not at Dunkin' Donuts tomorrow morning, um, it's really something that you should look forward, one, to doing, and two, um, because it's in the very best interest of your campaign to get connected. It's, it's, it amazes me how few people follow up. You know, even on LinkedIn, you know, because I'm very visible on LinkedIn for a variety of reasons, you know, I get connection requests all the time. And all that happens is I get a connection request. There's rarely a follow-up from anyone. What kind of relationship I, I, are we building? Um, not the one you want. Um, however, you know, this uh, networking business uh, includes people with whom you have a real connection. You may have worked together for years, maybe your brother, things of that variety. And then a whole series of people where there is a much weaker connection. But don't underestimate the power of those weak connections because that really uh, will produce some opportunities, some of them not well studied, and by that I mean, gee, the person who referred you, referred you on only knew that you worked in IT, didn't know that you were really a, an operations kind of person in IT. So... Uh, don't underestimate uh, what those weak connections can do as long as they have some idea about you and what you want. Also, uh, very important that you, uh, to go back to a point that we talked about earlier, that you plan to do some giving uh, as much as you can because people don't, as a human trait, don't like to be used but if they feel that there's some give and take in this, uh, usually they're much more willing uh, to participate. Absolutely true. And, and, folks, I'll just simply say, John and I have known one another for what seems like a 100 years. And he's been a relentless <laughs> networker with me for the longest time. 
Uh, initially, we met because he was looking for work, and I gave him some advice, and I was helpful, but over the years, I've never found a job for him. That's the fact. But he's invited me out to his networking group a number of times where I've helped folks out there. Uh, he's introduced me to people religiously. And thus, when uh, I had the opportunity to have someone speak with you about networking, my first call was, for, was to John because, frankly, he was just such a good illustration of how to be an effective networker in my mind that I knew he had some great pointers for you. So, John, how can folks reach you? If they have they any questions about have my, uh, my email address, which is jcs, that's two S's, jcsspike at Yahoo. Terrific. John, thank you so much for making time uh, to, to share with our That's today's show. I hope you found it helpful. And if you did, here are a few more ways to get information and advice from me. First of all, visit my website, which is TheBigGameHunter.us. Go to the blog. There's a lot there to help you with your job search, hiring more effectively, managing and leading, and workplace-related issues. In addition, if you're interested in my coaching you, there's a button there that says Schedule. Schedule time for a free discovery call or schedule yourself in for coaching. Obviously, I'm going to charge for that, but I can help you with interview preparation, leadership coaching, salary negotiation advice, making a good decision between different offers, anything related to improving yourself in the workplace, I can coach you about. If you have questions for me, you can schedule 15 minutes with me at thebiggamehunter.us forward slash live or you know, a less expensive way is at thebiggamehunter.us forward slash video answers, where you leave a message for me and I'll respond with a three to five minute video. Connect with me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash the big game hunter. I can assure you your network will expand a lot by connecting with me. And finally, watch me on TV. Download the Job Search TV app for Fire TV, Fire Stick, Apple TV, Roku, like 90 different manufacturers. I'll be back tomorrow with more. And in the meantime, I hope you have a terrific day. Be great! all your entertainment options centered with Xfinity X1. Access live TV, Netflix, and now Hulu and Peacock. Ah, streaming zen. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go online or call 1-800-XFINITY today. Restrictions apply. Netflix, Hulu, and Peacock memberships required.